Well, that means it is time. As our political leaders abandon us here at home, they also abandon everyone in the Middle East. The Taliban is now running roughshod over anyone who opposed them and is slaughtering them en masse because we didn't like keeping troops in Afghanistan. Um, no, no other real reason. Just we didn't like it. Meanwhile, the president can't remember who our governor is here in Michigan. The people are rushing to get as much of the safety drug as they can get into their system as the government pours the unvaxxed into the country and Democrats say masking is the right choice for children. What a shocker. I'm Anand Don, and this is the Holmes Politicast. Alright, that opener went a little more as I expect my openers to go with me stuttering and stammering throughout the entire thing. Anyway, <clears throat> so, now I can get rid of that. I am done with it. So, a lot to get, lot to, get to today. Um, we're going to start global, on a global scale, because, eh, why not? There's not a ton going on, well, I mean, there is a ton going on here in Michigan, but a lot of waiting. Um... So, I will keep you updated on everything that I'm doing here at Grand Valley's uh, campus to get rid of the stupid va- uh, vaccine mandate. But, we start over in the Middle East. <clears throat> so, Associated Press reports, Taliban sweep across Afghanistan's south, take four more cities. All right. So, the Taliban completed their sweep of Afghanistan's south on Friday, taking four more provincial capitals in a lightning offense that brought them closer to Kabul just weeks before the U.S. is set to officially end its two-decade war. Let's stop right there. It's not a war. We haven't had a casualty in two years. Um, It's a two-decade occupation to keep this exact thing from happening. We were there to keep this exact thing from happening. So, not a war, an occupation. In the last 24 hours, the country's second and third largest cities, Herat in the west and Kandahar in the south, have fallen to the insurgents, as has the capital of the southern province of Helmand, where American, British, and NATO forces fought some of the bloodiest battles of the conflict. The blitz through the Taliban's southern heartland means the insurgents now hold half of Afghanistan's 34 provincial capitals and control more than two-thirds of the country. The western-backed government in the capital, Kabul, still holds a smattering of provinces in the center and east, as well as the northern city of Mazar-e-Sharif. While Kabul is not directly under threat yet, the resurgent Taliban were battling government forces in Logar province, some 80 kilometers or 50 miles from the capital. The U.S. military has estimated that Kabul could come under insurgent pressure within 30 days and that the Taliban could overrun the rest of the country within a few months. They have already taken much of the north and west of the country. Ooh, this looks like fun. Let's see what's going on here. U.S. troops help to evacuate embassy staff. Let me start by saying that our first responsibility has always been protecting the safety and the security of our citizens serving in Afghanistan and around the world. As we have said all along, 
The increased tempo of the Taliban military engagement and the resulting increase in violence and instability across Afghanistan is of grave concern. We are further reducing our civilian footprint in Kabul in light of the evolving security situation. We, ex we expect to draw down to a core diplomatic presence in Afghanistan in the coming weeks. In order to facilitate this reduction, the Department of Defense will temporarily deploy additional personnel to Hamid Karzai International Airport. We'll begin implementing these measures soon in close coordination with allies and partners. Uh, for operational security reasons, I can't go further uh, into further details on the next steps. But as we have long said, we are committed to supporting Afghanistan and its people. That commitment. If you were committed to supporting Afghanistan and its people, you wouldn't be letting the Taliban run roughshod over the entire country. <clears throat> That's ridiculous. These Our government officials just should just be honest. Yeah, we don't really care. Um... They're gonna start caring when public opinion, you know, um, all the all the Daily Wire hosts brought up that, you know, as soon as we start seeing women getting beheaded, um, uh, Americans taking over, uh, the the Taliban using Afghanistan for a staging area for terrorism on the rest of the world, as soon as that stuff starts happening again, which it will, because the Taliban has already taken over two thirds of the country. We're not even out of the country yet. They've already taken over two-thirds of it. All right. So our occupation, I mean, it, it, it's it's absolutely useless now. Um, all that work, all that blood we shed five, six years ago when we occupied. Uh, no, it was eight, seven or eight years ago. I don't remember. Uh, all that blood that was shed, we're just going to walk out. We're just going to leave the people there. And, and by the way, um, Joe Biden said that we were not going to have uh, U.S. forces being evac'd from roofs. Uh, it's it's starting, certainly looking that way. Uh, the insurgents are 50 miles outside of Cabal. Um, I think they can travel 50 miles by September 11th. And by the way, why are we exiting? Why are we leaving terrorist-ridden uh, Afghanistan? On the anniversary of the biggest terror attack. Yeah, the biggest terror attack in American history. On the anniversary of that. We're leaving? Alright. Let's keep going. Let's see if this, this piece gets any better. The Taliban captured Lashkar Gah following weeks of heavy fighting and raised their white flag over the governmental building, said Atula Afghan, the head of the provincial council in Hamlin. He said that the three army bases outside of the city remain under government control. In Tiran, Kat, the capital of the southern Yuruzgan province, Taliban fighters paraded through a main square driving a Humvee and pickup seized from Afghan forces. Local officials confirmed that the Taliban also captured the capitals of Zabul province in the south and Gore in the west. With security, with security rapidly deteriorating, the U.S. plans to send in 3,000 troops to help evacuate some personnel from the U.S. Embassy in Cabal. Britain and Canada are also sending forces to aid their evacuation. Denmark said it will temporarily close its embassy, while Germany is reducing its embassy staff to, quote, absolute minimum. 
The United Nations chief urged the Taliban to immediately halt the offensive and negotiate, quote, in good faith to avert a prolonged civil war. My goodness. These people don't understand terrorists. They don't care about a prolonged civil war. In fact, they like a prolonged civil war because they know that you're going to get lazy and you're going to quit. America is very good at quitting wars. We lose our taste for them after a couple years when we realize that we can't just go in and totally change the ideology of an entire people. When we realize that we can't just go into the graveyard of empires and change their philosophy overnight. When we realize that we may have to keep troops there for a long time. We we just don't have the stomach for it. And I don't understand why. Um, wars have been happening all throughout history. I mean, that that is the main method of mankind settling their conflicts is war. It's not pretty. Um, it's not fun. But um, it's... I mean, it's certainly better than allowing these people to overrun the, overrun the country. I mean, really, really, can anybody out there make for me an argument that is in favor of the Taliban running Afghanistan over the United States? No, not really. You can't. <laughs> There's just no argument there. The Taliban will cut your head off and display it on a pike outside the city. The United States won't. They're just the contrast is immeasurable incalculable also this was stupid of our president uh, so we're, we're pulling out 2,500 troops we're sending in 3,000 troops uh, seems like a step backwards we've also lost most of the country um, wow we've spent nearly two decades and 830 billion dollars trying to establish a functioning state um now that's that's a lot. Sounds like a lot of money. That's not really a ton of money for us. Eight hundred thirty billion dollars. Um, so, oh, once again, we're dealing with um, good stuff. Good stuff from our elites over there. Man, they're just they're just doing great in Afghanistan. Um, so. I'm sure within the next couple weeks we will bring you video of whatever the Taliban is doing over there, whoever they're beheading or killing. I'm not really going to bring you video because I'm not going to watch that video, but uh, I will be telling you about it um, as soon as it happens. All right. Now, we move to a national level because in our nation things are going just swimmingly. Um... So, here we go. This is about the caliber of our population. Um, let's see. Bring it over here so that you guys can read it with me. All right. 1.2 million Americans got unauthorized third COVID shot, CDC says. So... <clears throat> Now, I understand if you're nervous, you're old, you're, uh, you've got pre-existing conditions, uh, you don't want to, oh, oh, wait, 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 before I do this, yep, yep, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have switched. <gasps> Whoops. 
Um, hold on. Let me let me get back. Uh, yeah. So I had another. I had another. Uh, actually, article that we were going to go along with the defense thing. Uh, we're going to do that real quick because you know, <clears throat> yes. So. From defense.gov, President Joe Biden said the war in Afghanistan was never meant to be multi-generational. Uh, why? why? Wasn't a... So, again, as I stated before, the point of going in to Afghanistan was because terrorists were taking it over and using it as a staging ground for all of their terrorist activities. That was the reason. That was part of the reason for going into Afghanistan. That's just not mentioned by anyone, anywhere. I was there. I remember when when they were using Afghanistan for all these things. I've seen them use a bunch of different countries for these things. That is the reason for our presence there. So, yeah, he's taken out 2,500 2, troops. Um... <clears throat> 16 minutes. Yeah, you know what? We're, we're not going to go into uh, the reasons why why Joe Biden did that because <clears throat> I don't know that I can I can read that respectfully. So, we're just going to go to uh, the, the uh, unauthorized third COVID shot. So, by Brett Cast, WXYZ Detroit, ABC News affiliate, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's the same guys that quashed the uh, Weinstein story. But anyway, for many of us, it's hard enough to keep track of one vaccine card. But now, Metro Detroiter Kent Straith has two of them. Well, my gosh. All right, what's this all about? I've been hearing so much in the news about how the vaccine is starting to leak against the Delta variant and other variants, Straith said. I knew that a booster is in my immediate future and I figured I would get it before there was a rush of humanity trying to get it at the same time. Uh, new vi- the new vaccine is starting starting to leak against other variants? I think he meant to say something else. I think he meant to say it's ineffective against other variants. So the vaccine is in a... You know what? I better not go there because uh, uh, I'll get banned from every single website in the entire world if I say it. Um, But it would seem to me that this guy is claiming that this vaccine isn't doing very well. So uh, that's Ken Strait's argument. It's not my argument. All right. Uh, So to our tech overlords, you know, I'm not saying it. This dude is. I'm just reporting what, what ABC is saying. So... You'll have to deplatform ABC first, because I'm just saying what they reported. So, um, after getting two Moderna shots in Ohio during the spring, he went and got a Pfizer dose last week. It was his third COVID-19 vaccine shot this year. It went fine, Stray said. I went into my local drugstore a couple miles away and said I was here for a vaccine. After filling out the form, Straith got his shot despite already being fully vaccinated. While a third booster shot was just approved for people with compromised immune systems, it has yet to be approved for the general public. At every turn, I was expecting there to be some sort of national database where they would say, oh, you can't do this, but apparently not, said Straith. 
Oh, so ABC is admitting that there's no national database. They don't know who's gotten the vaccine and who hasn't. Vaccines given in Michigan are put into something called the MCIR system. But in an email, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services said there may be situations where access to our MCIR system was not available at the time of the vaccination and verification could not occur and an additional dose might have been administered. This is not what is per CDC current recommendations and would be considered a medical error. So, I'm waiting for the prosecution of this medical error. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be swift and just and... Um, no, of course not. They don't care. They don't care if you get an extra vaccine. There is nobody... <laughs> There may be situations where access to our MCIR system was not available. What are you talking about? You're you're saying that every single Meyer Walgreens uh, are at, you know, I. <laughs> they are saying they have a database. I think, um, which. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a database or not. I don't care if there's a database or not. Uh, the The fact that there is a database actually is a little concerning. Um, but you know, with especially with all the mandates and stuff coming around. Uh, but yeah, I, I this guy got a third shot. Um, there was probably absolutely no uh, reason that he shouldn't have. I I don't know. Is like. Is it safe or isn't it at CDC? Um, who knows? This guy obviously doesn't. He's just getting them willy-nilly. All the places that give vaccines have to put information in the MCIR, but they don't have to put it in right away. So there's sometimes a backlog before it goes in. All right, what do you mean he doesn't have to put it in right away? This dude went in in the spring and just got it like a week ago. They haven't put in the information in that long. That's your excuse? That's your excuse? There's a backlog before it goes in? Oh, my goodness. There is no database. Um, director of Infectious uh, Beaumont County, whatever. If somebody comes in and says, no, I haven't gotten it before, I'm not sure they're checking to see that. Well, of course not, because everybody's supposed to get it, and really, only the only people that you would think would lie are the people that uh, do not want to get it and are now being forced to. Um, I wouldn't expect somebody that's eager for the vaccine to lie. That's a little weird. Dr. Sims said, while not recommended, getting an extra shot shouldn't put an extra risk or shouldn't pose an extra risk for those who had no adverse reactions with the first two doses. Generally speaking, these are incredibly safe vaccines, Dr. Sims said. Well, I don't trust you, Dr. Sims, so thanks for your opinion. When you get two, they were safe, and when you get three, it's probably safe as well. The CDC estimates that roughly 1.2 million Americans like Straith already got a third dose without approval. But the CDC's director says, it's doing, says doing so makes their job harder. It does undermine our ability to monitor safety in these context, said CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. We're asking people to listen to us. Follow our guidance. Do what we say. My goodness, I'm these unelected people that keep on telling us, we need, you need to listen to us. It's getting 
a bit ridiculous. I'm getting sick of it. Current guidance allows a third dose for those with weaker immune systems. And Dr. Sims says right now, for those with a normal immune system, immune response, a third dose may be unnecessary. I'm all for boosters for non-immunocompromised if the data supports that it's needed. I haven't seen that yet. Will it eventually improve their antibody levels? Sure. It will make a clinical will it make a clinical difference? Not clear. The fever never came, Straith said about his third dose. I had a sore arm for a few days, and all is well. Straith said he feels safer with his third dose and has no regrets about getting it, knowing there were plenty of supply. If the vaccine cops come after me, I'm easy to find, said Straith. Take me away, but I won't be dying of COVID. Let's, uh, let's see this guy. With our man Jen, yes, it's not just about the cars, even though you see we got over a dozen, maybe about... Oh, this isn't even the same uh, thing. So, this dude, Kent Straith, I wonder who he is. Give me just one second, I'm going to stalk some, see if this is even a real person. I don't trust the media when they say anything, so... Even uh, saying that this guy, some Detroiter, huh? Yeah, no, I don't know. Just some random guy they picked up off the street. Who knows if what he said, if any of what he said was true. Um, so, there you go. Um, doctor says that you probably won't need a third dose. I say you didn't need the first two doses probably, but... Uh, obviously, I'm not going to say that too loud because I will get shut down. Alright. Moving on from our uh, 1.2 million Americans getting extra vaccine. My goodness. I don't even want to get the first one. These people are eager. Like, why can't we have all the... Uh, all the... Uh, the pro-vax people, like, take the vaccine for the anti-people. Uh, I like that idea. All right. Speaking of other people that don't know what they're doing... Oh, shoot. Shouldn't, shouldn't be so disrespectful about my president. Um, So, Joe Biden calls Governor Gretchen Whitmer Jennifer. Um, infrastructure package. I don't even know what this is. Uh, I just, I thought it was funny. Um, it kind of illustrated that uh, Joe Biden is not with it, people. Um... And if you couldn't tell that, then obviously you've never listened to me talk before. Um, oh, okay. So the it starts off, not again. What... A ridiculous peak. Okay. 
news articles starting off with not again. That's how you know that you're reading a propaganda outlet. Uh, not again. Not again. Can you... Is this really a serious news out, outlet? No. Not again. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer bristled during the 2018 campaign when her Republican opponent, former State Attorney General Bill Schuette, called her Jennifer in an apparent slip of the tongue. Learn my name, Whitmer told Schuette, who apparently was thinking of Michigan's first female governor, Jennifer Granholm who is also a Democrat, but looks nothing like Whitmer. Eh, they're both women. It's all the same. Who cares? They're both Democrats, really. I mean, that's that's what makes them exactly the same, is that they're both Democrats. Um, so, it's... They are the same person. They just look differently, but they're, they're the same leftist... Uh, um, leftist... Uh, weather vane. So... On Wednesday, it happened again, but this time, the slip-up was by Democratic President Joe Biden, who included Whitmer on his short list of potential running mates in the lead-up to the 2020 presidential election. Oh, my gosh. Running mates. 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that was before. That was before. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer, for what you've done, Biden told Whitmer after she thanked Biden for his leadership in winning the U.S. Senate passage of a $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill she says will help her fill her pledge, her 2018 pledge to, quote, fix the damn roads. Oh, wait. Wait a second. So she thinks that going and having the federal government pay for her problem is her taking care of the situation? My goodness, what a incompetent government. No, you pay for your own stuff. That is how you succeed. You you find the budget in your state to take care of your state. That's how governors should run. I would think I would think that would be kind of intuitive to anybody that to fix your state, you go to your state. You don't look to every other state and say, hey, we got a problem. You guys, you want to pay for it? That's like, <laughs> it's like if I had some plumbing issues or something and I started going around to everybody in our apartment building, knocking on the doors. Hey, you want to donate for some drain cleaner so that I don't have to go get my own drain cleaner and fix the plumbing? It's silly. It's silly. But that's that's the way our governments work. If approved by the U.S. House, the bill would send $7.3 billion to Michigans for highway repairs and more than $500 million for bridge work over the next five years, among other investments. Now, who knows how much of that, I mean, barely any of that money is going to be spent on highways and bridges. It's mostly going to go to managerial you know, positions, people that are just funneling the money different places. Um... Granholm is now Biden's energy secretary. That makes it even funnier. Jennifer's in his cabinet. Whitmer is not. And he still called her Jennifer. Goodness gracious. Biden had... Oh, oh guys, guys, he's not totally gone. Biden had called Whitmer Gretchen earlier in the program. That might be part of the problem, one commentator suggests. He should be calling her governor as an honorific, not by her first name. Tweeted Michelle Maynard. Maynard. 
a contributing columnist for the Washington Post. He should be calling her governor. That's not horrific. My goodness, such fearless reporting. Such boldness. Such utter and disgusting suck-uppery. My goodness, I am so tired of our press. Just, they just, they, they love honoring themselves. They love honoring each other. Oh, they, he should be honoring the governor's position. I, I think we still live in a meritocracy where you need to merit honor. Now, respecting a governor, not being, you know, overly critical or obscene about them, okay? Calling her governor every time you refer to her? No. No, that is not, see, that is not the kind of respect that you just give to somebody, especially when they're in elected office. When you are elected by the people to serve the people, you need to earn their honor by doing things that are honorable. Not just having the media say that they deserve honor because of their position. When you say somebody deserves honor because of their position, or you should listen to them because of their position, that is an authoritarian argument. And while some authoritarian ar- some authoritarian arguments are acceptable, like arguing from the authority of God, that is an acceptable authoritarian argument, but other than that, there is nobody else that is an authority over you, technically. I mean, unless God puts them over authority. Um, Gretchen Whitmer is not a queen, so I don't need to honor her in the same way I would honor a queen. Um, but the Detroit Free Press, the Detroit Free Press, obviously thinks otherwise. And I mean, that's that's just our whole show, right there. Is uh, the press hates you, and they love the government, and they're they're gonna show for the government. So, uh, funny piece. Um, the the funny people up there in our funny government doing funny things, like telling you that COVID is the worst and scariest thing ever. But also, uh, a bunch of migrants are gonna come over with COVID. Um, Charlie LaDuff reports that. Uh, over 1.1 million illegals entered through the southern border, 18% with COVID. But put your effing mask on, you murderer. That's Charlie LaDuff. He is not light on the language. Um, he goes pretty hard. at. He doesn't really censor himself. Um, so he had Chris Cabrera on of the National Border Patrol Council. Um, and like he said, uh, 18%. Of this 1.1 million people. How many is that? How many people with COVID are we letting into this country? Just just so we can uh, minus that from the total number of cases. So that the media can't scare us with you know, just case numbers. So 1.1. Oh, whoops. It would be 1.1. It'd be 1. Okay, so 1. Point one million times point one eight, almost two hundred thousand people that they've let in with 
coronavirus. And let's let's just hear uh, what Chris Cabrera says about what's going on at the border. Um, language warning: I'm not going through and bleeping all this before I release it because it takes f- literally hours. So um, if I was to go back and edit every single thing, I would be here literally hours. So here it is: language warning. If you don't want it, skip it. We we barely have anybody out in the field um, patrolling. Uh, just in my city last month, they released 1,500 people COVID positive into the United States to go wherever the hell they people. want. COVID what positive. the fuck? How well do they track them, if at all? They don't. There's no way to track them. You know, we don't test them. We release them to uh, the non-governmental organizations like Catholic Charities. They test them. They tell them to go quarantine somewhere, and then they just walk away. Um, <laughs> since the beginning of the year, just down here, since the beginning of the year, 7,000 people have disappeared in the country with, with COVID. Wow. Everybody listening to this program knows I did not vote for Trump, and I did not vote for Biden. Because this is a joke. Inflation's at five and a half percent, and we're printing money we don't have for infrastructure without it even being targeted for anything. Gas is fucking four dollars a gallon, and we shut down a Keystone Pipeline. We capped the wells on federal lands, and now we're begging OPEC to please drill, baby, drill. Right? The borders. All right. So that's just Charlie's just going off on. So yeah, we've got all these problems, and we can't even secure our southern border. Um, huh. I, you know, guys, I wonder, I have, I have a suggestion. Now we have all this open land, right? What if we had some kind of barrier there? Like something to stop people from moving freely through this open area of land. Weird concept, I know. It's, it'd be kind of like a wall, but it's not really supporting a ceiling. So it's not really a wall. I don't know. It could be a wall, you know, a a fence, a gate, something. Maybe, you know what? Maybe China has a wall. You know what? China has a wall. It's been there for a while. I, I think maybe we, should, we could go with a wall. We, we could do like a... We could build a wall. We Oh, my goodness. This is... Oh, guys, I'm getting excited. I've got a campaign slogan and everything. Build a wall. Oh, my goodness. How, how profound and um, amazing I am. Solving the world's problems, guys. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, the the we've got, um, you know, we've got uh, the Taliban running roughshod over the entire Middle East. Uh, illegal aliens pouring in here with COVID. Um, and, a, and a president that's not all there. Guys, thank goodness the adults are in charge again. My goodness. Oh, this is so much better than Trump's reign. Oh. Man, when that media was tweeting and angry all the time, it was just so rough. But now they're all happy and we've got everything that we could ever want. And everything is perfect. Guys, welcome to your media utopia. They love it. They love you. As long as you're crushed and heartless. Okay. I mean, crushed and hopeless. Okay. Uh, A couple more things. Uh, Oh, goodness. Yeah, so... This guy. Um, I think I'm going to skip the thing about 20,000 Michiganders being dead from COVID because no one really cares. I mean, they do. It's sad. But the just the, the bare fact that, um, you know, a lot of people are dead from COVID. Again, it's sad. We're not going to allow it to run our lives. But so I'm going to skip that one. 
Abdul El Said. Sounds like uh, sounds like one of them insurgents over there in in uh, Afghanistan. But Doctor Abdul El Said, an epido- epidemiologist and a primary opponent of Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer in her 2018 campaign, argued Friday in favor of the governor using her administration's power to require masks be worn by students in public schools. No way! Oh, no way! A Democrat wants masks on our children! Whoa, I'm so blown away! I can't even understand what's going on. So far, Whitmer and her state health department and human services have resisted mask mandating masks be worn inside schools, despite rising COVID-19 infections and hospitalization numbers. How many of those are from schools? We will never tell you. We'll never tell! You're never getting that information. All right. Um, Instead, Whitmer's administration has strongly encouraged local school districts to institute the requirements ahead of in-person classes resuming in this coming week. No, in the coming weeks. Excuse me. I I get all excited with my voices and then I... I don't know what I do. (laughs) I'm just uh, slightly retarded, so... Mess my spot. During a Friday press conference, multiple high-profile Michigan Democrats called on districts to approve mask policies, but some of them also suggested state government should consider acting on its own, despite what they described as, quote, very loud opposition. No way. So Democrats, high-profile Democrats, are suggesting that state governments act on their own. Wow. It's amazing how they're for uh, the constitutional order and states' individual rights when the states are opposing the government saying they can't do something. It's amazing how they think that local communities can just stop this. They can just mandate all this stuff. And actually, they can. They shouldn't, but they can. Uh, Definitely, it shouldn't come down from the governor. El Saeed, the former Detroit health director, was the most direct in his comments. The right scientific choice here is to mandate masks, he said. I am not in local or state government. But if you look at the guidance, it's rather clear. You look at the guidance. What does the guidance tell you? It just says put on a mask. He doesn't say look at the data. He says if you look at the guidance, it's rather clear. I think any level of government that has the capacity to do this thing would be taking it upon themselves to lead in the face of a lot of vitriol, but also to keep our children safe and potentially save a lot of folks from being ill and potentially save lives. So, again, doesn't matter the cost. We might save a life. You got to do it. Uh, yeah, he's referred to the CDC um, saying that the Delta variant is super dangerous for children, which we know is a lie. Um, we know that Children aren't being affected very much by this at all. Neither are young adults. So, Dr. Abdul El Saeed, uh, thank you for your opinion. We will gladly continue on ignoring it as much as we can because you are government and we don't trust you. All right. So, that is the show. Now to get to things that are going on at Grand Valley Campus. So, um, the mask or the uh, vaccine mandate has come out. Um, the the uh, Let's see, the, uh, what do you call it? Exemption. Exemption form is out. Um, looks a little something like, 
Oh, I'm going to have to log in again. Stupid. Oh, no, there it goes. Okay. So, it looks a little something like... Uh, there it is. Okay. So, get your first name, last name, email, G number, obviously, best number to reach you. Um, and then, you sign, you get your exemption, um, you beg them. There is no place to beg. You just uh, give your exemption. Okay, so here it is. Um, that's the, the form that we've got to work with. Um, we've got also got this petition going around. Petition to add COVID-19 vaccinations or COVID-19 um, vaccine mandate. Now, this petition, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, because here is where conservatives do not do very well. The left has a nice, pretty um, vaccine mandate. Oh, shoot. They have a nice, pretty, um, let's see, I'll show it to you. Okay, so you go to this uh, thing, and you can see the responses. There's about eight, no, almost 900 responses on here. Look at this. Do you see this department? They've got the role at the university. Um, a lot of this is from faculty and undergraduate students, of course, because they're kind of dumb. But look at these, gvsu.edu, gvsu.edu gvsu.edu, gvsu.edu, all of them. Look at them. Look at them all. That means those are from our community. We can't just send out a petition to the entire world and expect the community to listen to that. All right. Now, I've tried to get in contact with uh, Haley Dimitrov. Um, that's the, the girl that started this petition. She has not answered. Um, she says that she's working with um, working with a few, uh, let's see, I, it says this petition will be at the forefront of our campaign at GVSU, but I don't see a campaign at GVSU. That's the thing. I, I, I don't know if I'm the only one doing it or if I'm just not seeing the other stuff that's going on. Um, but we look, we need to stand together. Uh, otherwise we're not going to, we're not going to get anywhere. So um, I'm doing uh, rallies, pro-medical freedom rallies, in front of the clock tower every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. That is what I'm doing. Um, I'm also circulating a petition that is a little more localized. Um, I'm going to get something that looks like this. 
only in anti-vaccine form. We are against this stupid vaccine. So, um, with that, you know that that is where I'm going at Grand Valley. That is what I'm hoping to do, and I'm hoping to accomplish something through that. Uh, anybody is welcome to join me at the clock tower to rally for medical freedom. That's what we're rallying for. We want the freedom to choose our own health care, and that's all we want. So, guys, thank you so much for joining the Holmes Politicast today. Thank you for joining me, Anon Don. Um, if you like what we're doing, if you like uh, getting the information from uh, worldwide to just localized here in Michigan, um, make sure you subscribe to our Twitch or subscribe to the... Uh, I, I Everything goes on Twitch. Everything that I do, um, politically really, goes on to Twitch. Uh, some stuff gets left off in the, um, in the uh, podcast area. But, you know, you... The podcast is a great way to stay informed, uh, know everything that's going on. I, I hit the most important points in the podcast. So, uh, yeah, guys, share the show, follow it, uh, keep up to date. Definitely join me at the Clock Tower Tuesday, Thursday, 9 o'clock p.m. Um, be looking for my article in the Grand Valley Lanthorn. And with that, I am out of here This is Anon Don with the Home Splitacast. I will see you guys next time.